Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta, and you are listening to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. Today I'm joined by Charlemagne Tremont and Hannah Andrade one of my students who's been one of our listener profiles in the past. I've asked them both to be here because we're going to be tackling a really kind of interesting topic today. We're going to be talking about, can you believe it? Conspiracy theory and the spiritual community. So yeah, I'm probably going to piss some people off with this one. So buckle up. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Welcome guys. How are you? Well, fantastic. Thank you. I'm excited now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So uh, we we actually lost the episode that was supposed to air this weekend. And so I asked Hannah to jump on the call because uh, we were recording tonight for uh, the following episode with Charlemagne and Kathy. And, uh, and I was like, oh, crap. I wasn't sure if Charlemagne was going to be able to stay. And I wasn't sure if Kathy was going to be able to stay. And as it turns out, Charlemagne could. But I asked Hannah to hop on because uh, Joey's not available. And I love to have the voice of the listener on our calls uh, on our show. So um, thank you for being here, Hannah. Last second. <laughs> Last second fill in. I texted her. I was like, can you do it? <laughs> I promptly ran home and stuffed my face to a salad so that I could be fed and ready. <laughs> I so appreciate you. Thank you. Perfect. My pleasure. So, okay. So uh, Hannah, before the call, has said that she's been living in sort of a blackout for media. So um, we're going we're gonna to see what questions she comes up with as we go through. But uh, Charlemagne and I have some things that we've been seeing that have been rather disturbing 
and we want to address them on this episode. So Charlemagne, I'm going to let you start with the some of the things that you've seen. So let's let's hear one of the things that's been happening for you. Sure. And it's a really hard thing too, of course, because one doesn't want to cast aspersions. And yet at the same time, I think there's a real tendency to avoid a topic because we feel uncomfortable about addressing it head on. And especially when you're talking about this kind of thing showing up in a community where normally we feel safe and we feel like we're very much if not often on the same page, that there's at least a, a relative closeness in belief. And yet this is an instance in where there is such divergence in belief and where one falls on this side or that side of a discussion can be pretty intense because it's on social media. And so it's also on some level can be very public and can feel um, like being called out if you have a dissenting opinion or perspective so I want to say that straight up front. Yeah. And before you actually, before you do that, I want to, I want to say something because I want to preface this with why we're having the conversation. Okay. So I want to be really clear that we're not trying to tell people that we're right and they're wrong or, or anything like that. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring you to awareness of where your power is when you believe some of these things. And so there's a, a place where when we get into fear, when we get into believing things that are less than pleasant to believe, right? When, when we start to invest in conspiracy theory thinking, we're handing over our power to the people who are feeding us those conspiracies, whether you believe the conspiracy is one side of the argument or the other right and this is this is the thing right you have to start to recognize that critical thinking is the answer to your problem and that is the key here it's it's not about who's right and who's wrong it's about applying your own logic and looking at things you have to step away from your belief about what's right and what's wrong and you have to step into a place of curiosity and a willingness to receive all of the information so that you can make all of the the rational choices based off of that information. And that doesn't mean all the information you can find that agrees with you. That's called confirmation bias, right? It is about taking in all of the information, whether it agrees with you or not. In fact, to purposefully seek out information that does not agree with you so that you can check it against your beliefs because this is how we expand ourselves. This is, this is actually spiritual practice right here, right? Spiritual practice is looking at things and going, is that right? We do it internally in our own beingness and now we're being asked to do it externally in our world. And, and for those of you around the world, I'm going to shout out to Belgium right now because I have been charting really high in Belgium and whoever you are out there that's that's doing that, thank you. I love you. And this may not apply to you, but we've gone a little in, a little off the deep end in the U.S. here, and I want to I want to address it from a from a very powerful place, and because I think it runs rampant throughout the spiritual world, not just in the the conspiracy theory areas that we've been sort of looking at, but also throughout a wider scope around money, 
around power, around sense of self, you know, there's a lot of places where the spiritual community feels very victimized and very righteous. And those are the places where we end up down the rabbit hole. And so I just want to preface the conversation that we're having with that, because I think I, I, I want you to know where we're coming from before we say what we're going to say. Okay. All right. So Charlemagne, back to you. I really appreciate what you said. The, some of the key words I really want to pull out of there had to do with belief, had to do with getting information and looking for information that doesn't just confirm our bias. I think that's incredibly important in all of these things. I'd also add to that, that there are places where you can do fact checking <laughs> and the idea of fact checking as much as humanly possible helps to dispel fiction. And I think that's a thing that has gone out the window when emotions run high. Again, this is about belief and emotion getting in the way of being able to be grounded, clear-eyed, and looking for ways to get the best possible information, checking your sources, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, especially now with social media. I mean, I think it's pretty evident a lot of people choose to get their information from certain social media platforms, and it's that much more important to be diligent in your own fact-checking. Like, know what information you're looking at and the source and really be be mindful of what the information you're digesting. I mean, that's one reason why I block out certain, you know, media engines and stuff. I don't do that 24-hour news cycle. I, I, it's, it's toxic and I still get the information I, I need, but I get it from the places that are trusted and reliable and don't deliver it in a, a toxic uh, vehicle. Uh, the, the way that you just expressed that too, I think when you are consuming information that is more grounded, it's not coming at you fast and furious and with a lot of big expletives and tremendous amounts of high energy and fear mongering. Yeah. So, um, you know, th this is, this is absolutely what's, what's going on. Right. And, and there is a lot of fear mongering and a lot of manipulation of people's emotions. And it's very easy because we're in a, we're in such a weird state at the moment. Right. So, so Charlotte, I mean, what's, what, what have you been seeing? Well, it's interesting. One of the things that I've been seeing a lot of has to do with fear of you know, the thing that we're all worldwide experiencing to one degree or another, which is concern about the health of our communities, ourselves, because of COVID, which is a virus. I think of it as a small. Someone I've been doing some reading about has been calling these things, the viruses are smalls, right? That something so small could do so much damage, something we can't even see with the naked eye. And there's a lot of perspectives about how to stay safe or not, who and how to engage or not. And the idea that if you're trying, because this gets leveled at me a lot, if you're trying to protect yourself and the people in your life who might be more vulnerable, that you're somehow living in fear is a great example. I'm like, no, 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 I'm living in safety. Actually, it's quite the opposite. I'm taking reasonable precautions to protect myself and more than myself, the people I come into contact with whom I love and wouldn't wish to come to harm. So if that means I maybe take extra precautions, it's on me to find out what those are that are reasonable and to do due diligence to stay current on that. So that is one thing is that people get very alarmed. Sometimes if I show up somewhere masked, for example, where other people maybe aren't. And I've had people joke, but then I've had 
people be pressurizing. I'm like, don't let my mask make you uncomfortable. <laughs> For example, like, why should this bother you? I'm doing what I need to do. It has nothing to do with you. I'm not telling you to be any way that you don't wish to be. However, like this is one of those issues that's remarkably divisive right now. Yeah, it's super polarizing. Yeah. And and some people are are getting quite obnoxious about it, right? And so, you know, the key here is to recognize uh, everybody has their own choice, right? And that because everyone has their own choice, just like any other choice on the planet, choices have consequences, right? And you don't get to make a choice and then whine about the consequences. It's not how that works, right? Just like everything else, you make your choice, you take your consequences. You may not be happy about them, but you don't have a right to bitch about them because you made the choice. You shouldn't say, well, you don't get to say, you can do whatever you want. But for those of us on the other side of it, we're going to be looking at you going, uh, yeah, we got no pity for you. You made this choice. You knew the consequence. You, this is the consequence. You don't get to suddenly go, well, I don't like the consequence and therefore it's not fair. It's like, well, no, that's not how that works. You know, you get to make your choice. Got to wear your grown up pants. Absolutely. If you're going to do the thing that has the consequence, then take the consequence. My mother used to say that to me when I was a kid. She was like, look, you can do whatever you want. But if you do what I tell you not to, and you and I figure it out, you're going to take the consequence. If you lie to me about the thing and I, I prove it wrong, the consequences will be double. And so that to me was like, okay, I take my consequences when I get caught out, right? And so, you know, I thought that was a great thing for my mom to do. It was, it was really, really well done on her part for motivating me to tell the truth. The key being that you, you have to, if you're going to be an adult and, you know, most of you listening to this are actually physically adults. But if you want to actually adult in the world, then you have to take your consequences. You know, you can't run from them or hide from them or pretend that they're different or, you know, play victim when they are what you knew they would be. That's the way it is. Okay. So we'll start with that. Okay. So what else is going on? I mean, there's just so many. It's amazing. Um, you know, again, the things about for, and it's an interesting one for me as someone who's an herbalist and aromatherapist, you know, looking at various things that we know can be helpful, yet do we have science to help us to say that something is or isn't factually going to work for us in all of the ways that we need to have things actually factually work for us? You know, so this is another great example where truly it's really hard. And I would love, I would love if my tea tree oil and other things that are antiviral, viral antibacterial were enough. I didn't have to do the other things. That would be so great, but that's not enough, for example. And so I entered an arena where I'd said to somebody, you know, I wish this, almost what I just said to you, where I wish this were the case. They're like, well, how can you stop believing in what you teach? And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's let's unpack me not believing what I teach. Because part of what I teach is the importance of good boundaries and self-care. And so if we're talking about having good boundaries and good self-care, we have to understand where a flimsy boundary is and where a strong boundary is. If you're asking 
the energetics of and, and the the actual constituents of a particular plant, let's use, keep with that example, to do the work that it is out of its depth to do, you're not being mindful of your own good boundary. You know, you're not, you're asking something that's not strong enough to protect you to protect you, as an example. I talked to COVID when it first came out and I said, hey, could you leave me and mine alone? And it went, yeah, okay. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But I still stayed inside. I still got the vaccine. I still wear my mask. You know, my husband just, he's, he's down right now because he got the vaccine. And so he's not feeling very well. Uh, he took the day off, but you know, he just got his booster yesterday. And, you know, we go through this, not because we're worried for ourselves because COVID's already said, we got you back, no problem. Um, but because we worry about others, there is this wonderful thing called enlightened self-interest. It's like, I want the people that I spend time with to be okay because I like them. And so the way that I keep them okay is by taking advantage of every possible thing that I know to do to make it better. I studied Grey's Anatomy with my mom when she was going through nursing school when I was a kid. And so I know about vaccines and how they work and all of that. And so to me, it was a no-brainer. Uh, to to take the vaccine. And, you know, I, I get that other people may have different opinions and that's okay. You know, it's the, the key is to recognize that everybody gets to have their own choice and that everybody, you know, that, that, that those choices may extend past places where people are happy about them. But as we talk about this, let's talk about the, the conspiracies that have shown up around it, right? Because I think in the spiritual world, I think mostly what we see is the, you know, vaccines have, you know, people are saying things like the vaccines have things in them that are not, that are toxic, right? Um, we don't see as much the whole, oh, it's going to make you magnetic, or it's going to, you know, they got chips to track you or whatever. But, you know, um, so I'm going to pick one of those to talk about rather than the one that's most likely to be divisive in this community, just because that way we can see it from a, a, a non-triggered perspective, right? Let's talk about the, they've got chips to track you, right? Because these are all, you know, things that people put out. And the first thing I said when somebody said that to me was, we're all carrying phones. They already track us. Why the hell do they need to chip us? Bingo. And it's been going on for 20 years. So why are you all of a sudden worried about that when they've been tracking your every move through as long as you've had a cellular device in your hand? So, you know, these are the these are the moments where I say, you know, in, engage your, your critical thinking mind, right? Because you have to look at it and say, okay, if this is true, then what does that mean, right? And who would actually want to do that, right? If we have, uh, like, like in the early stages of the pandemic, there was this thing that said China sent it out on purpose, right? That was, that was one of the big things, which is always the case. Anytime there's something going wrong and people are scared, they're always going to point fingers and blame. But you had to look at it and say, okay, so what would China's reasoning be for that, why would they make themselves a social pariah, uh, you know, a global social pariah, when their their financial well-being is so tied to every other country in the world? What motivation would they have to do that? 
And, you know, the idea, well, they hate us. Well, no, they don't, right? If you know anything about China, they don't, right? They, they actually do a, a lot of trade with other countries and their entire country is, is you know, they do a, a massive amount of trade. And, you know, the only thing I could think of remotely was, you know, trying to do uh, population control because that was something that they tried to do through their country with the, the one child thing. But they've rolled that back in their own country. So clearly that is no longer a goal for them because they rolled back that, that concept. And so, you know, you have to look at the motivations, right? You have to look at what, what would they possibly get out of it? And this is the sort of thing that we have to, to really consider. And so when you see entire populations dying off, you have to look at the populations that are dying off and say, okay, they were buying in to something, what was the, what could possibly have been the reasoning for someone wanting these particular populations to die off? So rather than buying into the story you're being fed, you have to look at what is the outcome that's happening and then track it back through critical thinking, right? Because that's where you find real stuff, right? But I want to go even further than that, okay? I want to go even further than that to say it doesn't fucking matter. Seriously. No, it just doesn't matter because we have this thought. We have this thing that, oh, it's a conspiracy. I have to fix it. No, you don't, right? There are tons of conspiracies happening as we speak. Some that I am absolutely certain are true and I just don't care. And I shouldn't care because I am creating a reality in which my life is not impacted. And to say, you know, and I know I can hear people getting really angry right now. So <laughs> people are like, Wait, so, okay, I just need to say, you know, that doesn't mean I don't care about other people. That is not what I just said. Okay. What I said is we are ultimately creative beings and what we invest in, what we focus on, we expand in our own reality. Okay. Now, let me be clear, I am not talking about the disparity between the races. I am not talking about, uh, you know, other things that are actual problems in society, okay? I'm talking about things like, you know, whatever, whatever conspiracy theory stuff things people come up with. Let's say they're true, okay? Let's just say for a minute that it's true, that that they wanted to tag us all. Okay, I've been tagged. I'm moving on, right? It, it's I, I I just can't care, right? And and this is one of those things where it's you have to to decide what you're buying into and what you're not buying into. You have to choose where you put your power because when you buy into this conspiracy theory of people are out to get you which is what all conspiracy theories are. Somebody's out to get me, right? When you buy into that, then a little piece of your power goes to the person that you think or the, the cabal or, you know, the, the shadow, you know, actors in the storyline who are, who are out to get you. Well, there's, there's a certain amount of hubris in that. Let's just start with that, right? Because, you know, oh, I'm so important that they're out to get me, Right. 
yeah, it's like, well, maybe not so much. Nobody really gives that much of a crap about you. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're just not that important, right? Oh, and darn. I know. It's not, <laughs> well, right? I'm really hoping they want to <laughs> a really big one just in me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got to start with that. We're just not that important, right? And, and then the second thing is, is that, you know, do you really want your power to go to these random, you know, unknown figures that we can't identify, we can't point to, we can't say anything about, and that we don't have any control over? Well, no, I don't want to waste my time and energy on that. If you are wasting your time and energy on that, it's because you're in resistance to doing your own work. It is a way to not look at how you are unhappy in your own life. And it is a way for you to deflect your, your unhappiness onto something else. And I want to say this because we've talked about this in relation to vaccines and, and that, but it's also about money. I mean, it's totally about money, right? I mean, Charlemagne, you and I have, have spent decades together right? Just living in this spiritual world that is just filled with poverty. And it's this poverty consciousness that that infuses so much of the spiritual world. And it's all about the buying into the, the belief structure that there are these evil corporations that are keeping us down and da 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 da, da and, and it's so hard and blah, blah, blah. And I have to say that Yes, we need some reform around minimum wage big time. And yes, capitalism needs an overhaul, no doubt. And corporate greed, they all exist, right? This is what I'm talking about. The, the, this is what I'm talking about with the, with the, the conspiracy theory, theory stuff, right? Is that there is all of these things exist. Yes. And it doesn't mean you can't find your own path to, to being wealthy and having a good life. But if you buy into this idea that all these people with all the money are evil, then you start to believe that being wealthy is evil. And you start to believe that having money is evil. And then you cycle yourself back down into this poverty consciousness again. Gareth's narrative that I'm not important and I don't, I don't deserve, I don't deserve good things. It just continuously powers that inner self-talk of like, I just, yeah, I'll never be anything, so I might as well just resign myself to licking the the boot heels, you know. Yeah, or you know, I don't deserve deserve to have good things because other people don't have them, right? I, you know, somebody else needs it more than I do, right? I was gonna say, I think you can springboard that into it becomes a way to become disempowered and not. Set. It not really step into our agency, right? Which is, again, the same thing that helps us to do critical thinking. We have to decide, take it upon ourselves to take action, to find out what we need to know. It's the same about the poverty consciousness and about money, right? Which is, again, not to say there are not oppressive systems. There most certainly are. There are definite places of inequality, absolutely. And unless we try unless we seek out places and do the work to find out what those places might be where we could succeed and take a chance. And that's another piece too. What is our will? And are we willing to do what we need to do to find out more? That again comes back to us in terms of our spiritual practice and our practice of just being a human being on this planet and not becoming immobilized by fear and by buying into what is being fed to us 
on a regular basis that may or may not have any basis in fact. Well, and the investment in it often creates the reality of it, right? So let's say, for instance, you believe that you can't do better in life. And so you don't try. And, you know, whereas somebody else who comes from the same background and whatever, um, they do try. And I'm not going to say it's not easier or harder for some people based on their backgrounds. It absolutely is. And at the same time, you can't be sitting there saying, woe is me. You know, I didn't have, I didn't do, you know, I, I, nobody did for me. And you, you're basically waiting for somebody to rescue you. That mindset is never going to work for you because nobody's coming to rescue you, right? So you can either lament your state or you can change it. There's no in between on that one, right? And this is not me saying, you know, oh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, uh, you know, and everybody's equal. I'm not saying that. Nobody's equal, okay? Many people have many better opportunities or many worse opportunities than other people. It doesn't matter. If you want a different life, it is up to you to make that change. And if you want people who are similar to you to have a better life, then it is up to you to make that change and to get other people involved in doing that, right? So, you know, this isn't about, it's, it's not fantasy thinking, it's fact. And, you know, there's, especially with the race conversation, this, what I just said gets twisted slightly, and used to say, well, everybody has opportunity and they should just work for it. And there's no reason to change the system, which I think, by the way, is bullshit. Okay, that's complete bullshit. The system does need to be changed. And it's not wrong that you have to, to do the work yourself, that nobody's coming to get you. Okay, it's just the, the you can't twist that and say there's not a good reason to fix the system. <laughs> that's, that's just crap right? But the fact is that we do need to do our own work and we need to change the system. They are not mutually exclusive, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a complex topic, but basically what I'm asking you to do is engage your brain at every opportunity, right? If somebody tells you something before you knee-jerk react to it positively or negatively, do your own research, figure it out, Right? make an effort to do some critical thinking around it. You know, why would this be true? If, if somebody, it, let's assume it's true. Let's assume it's not true. In both cases, let's see what the reasoning would be behind that. Let's follow it through to its logical conclusion rather than just, you know, regurgitating the path that we've been fed right and and i feel like i can say this to you guys cuz you're all you're all independent thinkers all my listeners out there you're all independent thinkers and social media has really programmed the crap out of us i i say this myself i mean i have to fight against the the programming too so it's easy to forget and do the knee jerk thing but i want you to to remember that that Every person who's communicating on a larger scale has an agenda. And if you don't know who they are and you don't know what that agenda is, then you are subject to whatever it is that they happen to say. So know the agenda. You just hit on something so important, which is to really know your source, to at least understand what might be motivating someone to put out certain types of information, pro or con, either way, and to really 
follow up with, I have a practice about that when I feel myself potentially having a reaction or I feel like my system is activated in something that I'm engaging, which is that I step away from whatever it is. If it's the technology, I step away from the technology or pause for a bathroom break in the conversation with a actual human, go take a couple of deep breaths and really feel in and ask myself what I am, because it really is also about us. What is being activated, awakened in me that is causing such a strong response, pro or con, and what is that really about for me in this moment? And do I really need to engage? Do I really? <laughs> and if so, to what end? Do I want to have a fight? Do I really? I don't, you know, there's very little reason. And when you really get down to it, there's very often precious little reason that a lot of this is distraction to keep us distracted from other things that maybe are more important to us that would help us to feel stronger in ourselves is bring it back to our power, help us to feel more aligned with our truth, help us to stay focused on what really matters to us and not engage in the hoi polloi. I just mm, take a big step back. This is a macrocosm of our microcosm internal world, right? So, you know, there's a, as we look into ourselves, we have these conversations, we get triggered, we get upset, we, we, there's, there's all these ways in which we have to question our own belief structures, our own concept of reality. I mean, I just had this conversation today on one of my calls with one of my students with, a you know, one of my groups. And we were talking about the process of foundational deconstruction, where you literally are ripping apart what you believe to be true about yourself, because you realize suddenly that it was all based on reaction and false belief and coping mechanisms. And you're like, well, wait a minute, none of this is me. It's all been layered on top of me. And I'm just going to rip this out from the roots. And, and doing so really challenges who you believe yourself to be right? Because you've defined yourself by these things. And so the the other piece of this is to be careful when something comes into you and you begin to define yourself as it, that makes it even harder to question it. So be very careful before owning something as a self-definition, because every self-definition limits you. All right. This has been a broad and wide conversation (laughs) and a little bit of a diatribe on my part. So (laughs) a little bit of a rant, but uh, I think it had to be said because the, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists are making their way into our spiritual worlds more and more. Please find someone to share this episode with, you know, if it resonated with you, please have them sit down and listen with you have them hear it all the way through to the end. I, I think we've said it in, in as neutral a way as possible to be able to be heard. But it's such an important message. And it, we are losing, this is the other thing is that we're losing spiritual people to the dark side in this. You know, they are going down this rabbit hole of anger and victimhood and misery and uh, you know, just all of these things, then they're, they're stepping away from their power and the belief that they can change the world. And they're stepping into this dark space of, 
you know, victimness and and uh, being done to right righteous anger, right, which is always coming from a place of victim. If you're feeling righteously angry, you are in your victim. Okay, so you know we're losing people, and that's not good for us. We're trying to expand the spiritual concept. We're trying to raise the consciousness of the planet, right? That's my agenda, right? I'm going to tell you flat up, my agenda is to raise the consciousness of the planet and to take care of you guys, my listeners, to make sure you guys understand everything as we go, right? That's my agenda. And so, you know, if you see somebody going off the deep end, please share this episode with them because, you know, we're going to try and bring as many people exactly. back from the brink as we can. What I was about to say is the other thing that it does, whether we're aware of it or not, is it really rends a deep rift in our community. We need community, I think, especially in these times where we don't know. People I know in Europe are now back on lockdown. Austria just went back to lockdown. So we just don't know how it's going to be. And so the better we are at communicating and thinking and connecting and sharing, I think the more important that's going to be. So I really, I really thank you for opening this discussion. I think it's an important one. Well, I don't want to do a Kellyism for this one. I think I've said what I need to say. <laughs> so we're going to skip that for this episode. So that's all we have for this week. Tune in next time when we share another episode on energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Charlemagne Tremont and Hannah Andrade, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Each mile I travel over 13,000 miles. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.